Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Love You Sis podcast. I'm Victoria. And I'm Alexis. And today we're going to talk about maybe something a little different than we talked about so far. Um, I guess like what, like paranormal, mediums, stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit of a ride. You know, we both have um, both have personal stories of uh, loss, number one, but also unexplainable things and then I also have a story that I thought was paranormal but it has a twist (laughs) (laughs) okay so I guess for context um let's start with mediums okay um for context I lost my dad when I was very young about two and Victoria, how old were you when you uh-huh. lost your mom? I was like um, about two months away from turning 16. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think you were freshman, right? Or sophomore? Um, I was, yeah, we were like a month away from starting our sophomore year in high school. So she was alive my freshman year. Thankfully, at least she got to see me in high school. But, right. Um, yeah, she did pass. Um, a little bit before, like a month before sophomore year started. And don't even try to ask, oh, how did they die? It's not happening in this episode, so get over it. Okay? That was just context. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, I guess one of the main uh, times that I went to a medium was actually one that you introduced me to because you had such a good experience right yeah um so i it was kind of like a little bit after halloween in like 2020 and me and my brother-in-law were watching like some paranormal like some medium that would go it you know and go into like these people's houses and stuff like that and you know communicate you know whatever i guess people would have like crazy things going on and I guess they wanted to know the history or what was going on I guess um and oh I just I just want to add like there I know there's going to be some skeptics like listening and that is totally valid and to be fair I don't think we stand on one side or the other this mm-hmm. is just kind of that's weird <laughs> you know well, yeah I was I mean I'm not gonna lie, I was a total skeptic and I was like they're like how are how are people like normal people like me and you able to communicate with the people that have passed away you know what I mean like how like so right. I really didn't believe any of that because right. like, I personally maybe I have had signs of like my mom passing you know my mom you know trying to show me signs and maybe I just overlooked them or whatever maybe I just <clears throat> really didn't notice but um after seeing those shows on tv with the mediums um, I kind of really wanted to get one. So I did my research about ones, you know, ones I was near. And there was this lady in St. Louis. Her name was like Matina. And she had actually really great reviews. She was all over the news. Um, she had like people posted like their sessions with her on YouTube and like the Google reviews, like really, really good. So I yeah. actually got in contact with her like right after that. 
I mean, she was kind of pricey, but it was worth it. I would say it was with the results that we both got. And you wouldn't have recommended it if it wasn't like something you're like, that kind of made you stop and think and be like, wait a minute. (laughs) This is crazy. Let me make sure it works on somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. um, I booked the appointment and how it was with her. Sorry. I had hiccups. But I basically put in my first name and um, you can either like FaceTime with her um, Zoom or you can go into like her office. She was like located in like Lake St. Louis and I was like, oh, I won't be able to make it there. Not like that day. And so I just put my phone number in 30 minutes like because it, you know, there's time frames, whatever. And she FaceTimed me and I actually like screen recorded the whole thing, but I guess I had my microphone off. So all oh. you see is like a muted video and all of a sudden you just see me fucking crying and people like if people watch it, they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like what is, is this fuck? what is this Cringe fucking is old fuck? lady saying to her? <laughs> like you just see her in a lit like you just see her and then you see me in a tiny box just burst out <laughs> Like I can't even watch it because I look like a look like a dumbass. But um I love it. So she like the the contacts thing which just said my first name, she didn't ask for a second name. She didn't ask for anything else and like a phone number. And um, we call, you know, she goes into her whole, like how she became a medium and um, I can't really remember. So you guys can't ask me that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) No, no recollection. She did say she's like, I could tell when people are skeptics and I just like looked at her. I'm like, well, I kind of am. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she starts talking, you know, she knows nothing about me. And the first thing she says, like, um, a woman's coming through. And I said, well, um, I said, that's probably my mom. Cause like, that's the only person in my life at the time, woman wise, you know, that passed away and that I was close to. And she started saying things that I really, I guess, pushed to the back of my head that I never wanted to think about anymore because of how traumatic it was. And I mean, things that like, I truly did forget that I've never told you, I never told Patrick or whatever. And this lady brought it up. And those were the things that really made me believe like, yeah, she brought up um, that my mom told her that I had a sibling struggling with addiction. And at the time, you know, uh, my younger brother, Harry was struggling and stuff like that and she said that well like to be blunt she told me that harry wasn't going to make it out of his addiction because she says like um how bad he was doing um and my mom you know tries to make signs and show him you know what i mean that she's there and yeah um so she told me that um you know she told me things about my mom's um you know addiction and stuff like that that my mom has guilt that she feels like, I guess, I was mostly, I acted like the parent, you know what I mean? Because the things, like, I tried to forget was I would try to put my mom to sleep, you know, make sure she was, like, safe, you know what I mean? Cause oh, yeah. Stuff like that. Like, I, I forgot all about stuff like that to make sure, like, I would go in, in the room and make sure she's still breathing, you know, like, just dark things that, like, I tried to forget. And yeah, I mean, that's really, ugh. yeah. 
That's heavy. I didn't really want to remember that stuff about my mom. And yeah. Um, so when she brought stuff up like that, and then she brought up, you know, certain things that were my mom's favorite, you know, like butterfly, you know, maybe people might think it's basic stuff, but my mom really, you know, my mom did tell me, you know, she ever passed, like to look out for certain things and um, stuff like that. But like, um, at the end of the call, because it was like an hour long, she said that there was a guy coming through. Um, he was a bigger guy, she said, and he had like heart problems. And it was actually my great uncle that came through. And I think he came through for my, my Annie Ray, you know, my, she's my great aunt, but it was her husband that passed away a couple years before my mom. And um, we used to live with them before we moved to Missouri, um, like the early 2000s. I don't so, think I knew that. Yeah. He came through like, um, and I, I called my Annie Ray after that. And I told her the whole experience and, I said that she said there was an older man coming through. Um, you know, he was heavy set. He had heart problems and stuff like that. And she said that that was my um, my uncle that came through, her husband and stuff like that. And I actually paid for a session for her, um, so maybe she can get in contact with him because she was with my uncle, you know, when she was a teenager, you know. And I think he he passed away a couple of years before my mom did, but um, yeah, that was a pretty deep phone call that they had also I I was allowed to be on the FaceTime with them but um the crazy thing okay I'll put this out there the craziest thing that like really truly stopped me from being um skeptical was she said the medium said your mom is telling me you're blaming someone for her death which not many people know but I blamed a certain person you know for my mom passing, you know what I mean? Like, obviously not like murdering her, but, you know, not taking care of her the way right. like, she the should have circumstances, it just... You know, not... Yeah, because, like, yeah. I remember the last couple of days, you know, she was alive, and, yeah. So, I always blamed a certain person for her not being alive and her passing so suddenly the way she did. And um, I never really told people that, because people probably think I'm fucking crazy, but... um the medium is like, your mom's telling me you're blaming someone for her death. And she's like, she wants you to let that go because she said that it wasn't that person's fault. She said that it was her time. Like, regardless of, you know, what I was thinking or whatever, she said that, um, yeah, it wasn't anyone's fault or no one could have stopped it. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the thing, like, no, I didn't really tell people that. Like, no one knows that I blamed, you know, someone that was in my life, like, basically for my mom's death. You know what I mean? Until, like, she brought it up and I was like, there's no way you would ever know that. You know what I mean? Like, that's when I started realizing, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I mean. Yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, deep personal things. Like, yeah, things. Like, I don't tell people, like, told people stuff like that. And when she brought that up, I was like, I, <laughs> I'm a believer. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was like, there's no way. And so that was my um, experience with the medium. And then when me and my friend Bree went to your house in Texas, um, yep. back in um, like early 2021, um, I said, hey, you should, like, talk to this medium. Maybe you can get in contact with some of the love your loved ones that passed and 
see what they say, you know, or you can learn something new, something like that. So if you want to talk about your experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it was it was really good. But I have to say, I'm the most forgetful person ever. So like. So, obviously, she started off her spiel like she did at the beginning of Victoria's, uh, you know, like, the first time, like, telling her life story and stuff. And then she was quiet for a little while. And then she started listing off things very specific. Like, she's like, I feel like we're watching football. or And I feel like we're eating ice cream. And I am confused like dumbfounded like who (laughs) this is what and she's like this is a a man and I was asking for my dad right or like a you know like an uncle that I had and they weren't you know they were crickets but there's this and they kept talking about like she's really trying and I'm just shaking my head like confused and she is just like getting worried because she's like I'm sorry I have to stick with this because this is what's coming through yeah and I'm listening and I'm trying so hard to remember and it's not till damn near the the call is over and I'm like oh wait a minute like my friend Marissa I know she won't mind me saying her or her dad's name but in her her it was her dad coming through because for the longest time like growing up I was always over at her house and you know he was like my dad too and he was and he would always watch we would always watch football like that they him and Marissa were really big into that of course I never know what's going on which is probably why it didn't like click immediately for me but another thing was like he used to have these big tubs of ice cream that he would just devour. Like <laughs> he loved <laughs> the ice cream. But I thought that was I thought that was great. Um, but it took me fucking for I, I wish I would have thought of it sooner because and, and yeah, he had passed, but I was like, how could I have forgotten that stuff? Like it was just so long ago. And yeah, you know, and I went off in the army, that, so we were disconnected for years. Yeah, what the medium says, she's like, we can connect with people. You know, not maybe directly to you that have passed, but maybe people you know, you know what I mean? And those people are trying to get a hold of somebody, you know what I mean? Like how Marissa's dad came through, you know what I mean? Right, right. So I started asking her, like, hey, is there any messages that, you know, her dad wants me to deliver to her or to her mom? And uh, I don't remember what she said. I I recorded the call as well. Um, and I sent it to her and she called me immediately and was like, how could you not know it was him the whole time? You're like, uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I am, I'm dumb. Like we all know this about me, but, um, yeah, that was really great. Uh, a great experience. And, and I mean, I've always like, I, I've always loved everything paranormal, everything scary, with the, I, I don't know. I mean, I've had a couple paranormal things, like, happen to me. Um, and one story in particular, this is the story that I was going to tell um, earlier. If you want to 
um, shift to the next subject. Okay. Um, one story, like, from when I was a kid, I remember I had this little, I was, like, little, little. Um, and I had this little baby doll that I slept with, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I used to move around a lot in my sleep and shit. So I turn over to one side and in the middle of our room, I see this little shadow, like it was like a crouching woman. And I thought immediately, like I, I shared a room with my older sister and I said, Ashley, (laughs) is that you? (laughs) Tell me why I hear this bitch snoring on the top bunk. Oh God. Oh God. So, what I did, well, so then it spoke, right? It said, hey, go to sleep. And <laughs> and in pure shock and terror, I just slowly turn over to the other side, facing away from that thing, and go to sleep, dude. Okay? That's my trauma, okay? <laughs> and, um... So I'm I'm telling everybody this. Like I remember I have t- I had I had told a lot of people when I was stationed in Italy. Like I I was just like, oh my god, this crazy thing happened to me when I was a kid. Tell me why years later, here I am talking with my mom, and I said, and I'm telling my mom this story, and she kind of gives a little giggle, and I'm like, what? And she's like, that was me. And I was like, do you realize how what? you? How you fucking traumatized me? Your <laughs> like your only um ghost story. <laughs> was your it's mother. not the only one. It's not the only one, but it was the most traumatic one. I will say. I mean, it spoke to me. <laughs> but um, the other one that I have, I, and there's like a few like weird things that happen here and there, but like shadow people and shit. But I was convinced that. Well, I think it was the same shadow person. I have the same oh, shadow God. person who kind of follows me throughout the years. And he pops up every now and again. It's really cute, actually. Um, he just likes to pop in and say hi. Um, but I remember I was a teenager. I am one of four kids. <clears throat> They're all asleep. Everyone's asleep. For some reason, I'm, I'm out in the living room. I'm on the couch. I'm on my phone. You know, just doing whatever. And there's a little hallway, like from the couch in front of me is a TV and off to the right is like a little hallway that goes down to the bathroom and also my brother's room. And it's very short, but I'm on my phone and from the corner of my eye, I see some long hair, black figure. Like you can see, I saw like both of her hands kind of like peeking out scooby-doo style from the hallway and then as i'm looking up she fucking pops back up like i see the Mm. hair fly up and she is hiding again from me and i'm thinking like i'm scared i'm gonna shit my pants that's fucking insane okay it's insane so i'm thinking okay let's rationalize this immediately that must be my not long hair having brother. <laughs> so I grab two remotes because our TV had, you know, one for the volume, one for the channels. And I jump into the hallway and I said, I got you. Because I was 
I put it in my head that I was for sure that he was pranking me. Nothing. Bathroom door is wide open and it's pitch black in there. So I immediately go and run into my brother's room. This motherfucker's so passed out, he's drooling. So then I'm like, oh, okay. This is, I'm really scared. So apparently, I notice this about myself. If I'm just really scared and it's nighttime, it's just, okay, just go to bed. And that's what I did. Just, okay, good night. <laughs> and that was it. I just went to bed. I don't really think that I have any like actual ghost stories there's times where like i've been spooked out like i'm one of those people like i feel like if there's like ever walking into the living room of my old house like when i was younger and there's like no one else there and i thought i seen like a sh- like a like a figure of like a woman on the wall and i just stood there and like all that i just felt all the hair stand up on me and i just ran in my bedroom oh my so I, and I hate that feeling it feels like your body like freezes it, it freezes and like you have like this like weird ass feeling in your body like no i'll tell you what it is it's it's fight or flight it it immediately jumps it triggers you when you see something like that you're fight or flight you're a flighter well i don't know (laughs) if i've ever told you this story i mean i don't know if it's really ghost related but um okay fuck it i guess it could be but so in my old house when i was younger um my uncle uh, he's my great uncle, but uh, he lived with us for a while, um, years, and he, you know, he passed away. Um, he built like this, like part of our house where, like, like his own room, like he just built onto the house, and um, uh, we would always go there, you know, go in that room and hang out with them. Me and my little brother, like, we were super close with my uncle, and this is like a conspiracy i don't know it's a little fucking weird <laughs> it's a conspiracy okay. theory okay Tune so in. so my uncle passed away in 2011 and i remember like this exact because it's fucking traumatizing but <laughs> harry, harry harry was at his friend chris's house and um i remember going out there one morning um to my uncle's like little room area because he had like this little mini fridge and he always had like snacks and shit well my uncle was a loud fucking snore bro like you could hear him in the fucking house like he just snores loud as fuck well i remember one morning you know everyone's Ugh, asleep man I that's go... rough <laughs> I remember I one... <laughs> well, let's, let's well actually i don't hate them but i mean well, this part it's like, tough I when you're wish... a kid i mean yeah like this part i wish he was fucking <laughs> but everyone was asleep one morning and I went. What? <laughs> oh my god! Wait. And I'm making this. I'm not making this. Up. Oh I'm my god! Kidding. I'm I'm actually <laughs> nervous about what you're about to say. Okay, like, and I put this on everything. Like, you can ask a lot of people. Okay, and I'm not laughing. Like, maybe it's just traumatizing, and I'm trying to laugh it off. Uh... I went to like his little room area. I went to the mini fridge, you know, because I was gonna grab me a little sody sody. Because everyone was asleep, you know. My mom was not let me allow, like she would never let me have freaking Coca Cola at eight a.m. Um, so I snuck me a sody, and I was like, "Dang, he ain't snoring. Like maybe he just in a like he just taking a nice little slumber. I don't know." So then I make myself oh, some. Oh my god! Okay, I make myself some ravioli, and I go in the. I know, like I. I like it's weird I remember that because my mom wouldn't let me eat certain foods you know what I mean because she's like it's dinner food it's not breakfast whatever 
So I made myself a can of ravioli and I got my coat <laughs> and I go in my bedroom. And um, so his room was kind of in the front of the house, right? In my room and my mom's room, we were like next to each other and there was like the hallway. Well, we had like um, at the end of the hallway was like a, a door leading outside to like the deck and stuff. And I that, that was kind of like the main door, I guess, the side door. Well, my mom wakes up shortly after I go in my room and I'm like, God, I'm going to get fucking in trouble. She maybe smells the ravioli. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she can smell the evidence. Traumatizing. I can't even need a can of ravioli. Anyways, um, <laughs> I just see my mom like I hear my mom like passing my room and she's like walking fast and I hear that she's on the phone and um, I open the door like I peep through because I'm like, what the hell's going on? And my mom's like crying. On the and she's on the phone and oh I just God. start and I just start fucking crying and she I remember her literally saying she's like why are you crying I'm like I don't know why are you crying like <laughs> like I didn't know because like, you were scared you know, yeah I was scared and um you know 2011 so I was like you know I think 13 or something like that I was like seventh grade and um my mom was like your uncle is dead like he passed away like dude you were in his room so i was in his room (laughs) and my mom's on the phone with the ambulance and i remember my uncle was a big guy okay like he oh my god so this isn't the same uncle the medium got in contact like i just have big uncles okay don't come for me but i remember the ambulance (laughs) so i call harry i'm like harry like uncle our uncle passed away like he he passed away in his sleep and um I just started crying my mom's like why like what I know like I'm sorry like you know she's trying to comfort me and I was like no like I literally was in his room like 30 minutes ago grabbing a soda like and the whole time he was dead and you have never told me this before that's fucking why because like why oh my god the shit happened to me is what I'm thinking dude you have the worst luck i think i've even said that before what (laughs) so i just remember the ambulance coming it took a lot you know because he was a bigger guy and harry rushed home and you know he started crying because like we were very close with him and um yeah uh, that was your buddy oh my My god well my stepdad because my my uncle would keep the coffee pot out there like he had a nice coffee pot like the dude had the hookup okay so my (laughs) my stepdad would um went out there you know after i was in the room eat my ravioli he went in there and he grabbed himself a coffee but he noticed my uncle wasn't freaking snoring like a bear like he usually did so he went and told my mom he's like um you know chris like your uncle's not snoring like it's not like a fucking alarm clock out there and she went out there and she like tried to wake him up i guess and you know i guess he was cold and um you know stuff like that and then yeah so that's how that was i i'm basically and i told my mom and she just like i'm like i didn't know like i thought you know i didn't know he was dead like out of all fucking scenarios dave was not one of them of you to go i didn't think in there grab a coke (laughs) i'm I'm grabbing a coke i freaking (laughs) bingo got myself freaking canary score like you motherfuckers could not. Dude, touch that me. started off as the best morning ever for you. Isn't that <laughs> fucked? Dude, I felt like as such <laughs> such a struggling kid in the trenches, I felt like I was living the best day. And then I'm like, technically I found my uncle passed away. Technically. So, well, let me actually give you a fun fact. 
here, and, and this is for all the listeners out there as well, if you snore, that, you know, it ha- it's your tongue going to back of your throat. You, you can't breathe. You're not getting the right airflow. It's also related to sleep apnea. You could, you know, suffocate, die. You know, you can get a dental device that pushes your jaws forward, moves your tongue, or keeps it in your mouth and not in the back of your throat clog in your air holes and it sleep apnea shortens your life that all that lack of oxygen you know it just does just does that's a fun fact so look out for your snoring friends get um, yeah if you're, you know if you get a notice, breathing machine if a family member that usually snores every night is no longer snoring please check on them don't check grab on a them. coke and don't grab a coke and sprint out I'm so sorry if my uncle's like watching over me. Probably thinks I'm a POS. Dude, he probably <laughs> thinks that's the funniest shit ever. Dude, if there was a camera in his room, just like he 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 grabbing a soda. <laughs> no, but really, like <laughs> I was able to have all the sodies now. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a really good story. I didn't you have never told me that before. That okay. was well because okay, Wow. So- also, hey. Sorry for your loss. Um, so we're not laughing because we're making fun of it. It's no, just, no, like, no. I know that's I our humor. That's our humor. Yeah, no, I think like, we're like thinking we're no. It's just because it is traumatizing finding like your like you know your favorite family member gone and you just didn't know that they were gone like that to yeah, a thirteen year old child. Oh. Like we were in the third installment of Twilight in that. <sighs> Wow, which was the worst movie? Well, which was it makes sense now. It was the worst movie. Wait, no, no, no. I loved Eclipse. I didn't like New Moon. Um, are you sure you loved Eclipse? I no, I didn't love it. I like it more than New Moon. I liked New Moon. I didn't like okay, Eclipse. Switching gears. We're talking about Twilight. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Anyone well, out there that <laughs> loves Twilight? Team Jacob, <laughs> Team Edward, when we post this episode, we will be adding a poll. Oh, and God. if you get the wrong answer, we yeah. we're going to actually just block you. We don't know who you are because we can't see names. And then the next listeners. episode will be about you. But it will be. And just know it's targeted at you. You'll know in your heart. But switching back, um, I have another story for you. Okay. I have something almost like a weird and i don't know if it was the house or but i believe one of the houses that i lived in the same house where that i was telling you that girl peeked her head out at me mm-hmm. was extremely haunted i remember there were times and it wasn't just me who has stories from that my older sister ashley she has some stories about that house as well and um I'll just go ahead and share. I don't think that she'd mind. And I'll let her know. Um, But one instance, I was walking towards my mom's room. And it's like a little bit of a hallway. You know, you go through the kitchen. And the whole time, I'm looking down. And I'm looking down at um, the, the person. What am I trying to say? The feet of the person in front of me. Like I'm watching their heels walk. And I'm just looking down. I'm thinking it's my brother. Because it was like, you know, 
Yeah. Well, boy heels, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was him. <laughs> boy heels. So, so um, I'm following him. Well, I'm following him and I'm just, my head's down, just watching his feet walk. I don't know how I got in the situation. I'm going to my mom's room. I turn into my mom's room to, you know, go talk to her. I don't know. You know, obviously I don't know what I was thinking or about talking to her about. And I look up to, you know, greet my mom. And not only is my mom not in the room, but there's no one in front of me and the room is pitch black. And so (laughs) I just followed this ghost into her room. And I was just like, okay. And I just turn around. That's like, that's it. Right. Another instance is from my sister. My sister, um, Ashley, she's the eldest of all of us kids. And um, my brother's the second oldest. It's me. Then it's my little sister. But Ashley and I had bunk beds. She was on the top bunk. I was on the bottom bunk. And um, she is yelling at me. She wakes me up from a sleep one night. And she's like, Lexi, stop breathing on my fate it's not funny and i'm dead sleep and she leans over the bunk bed and she realizes that i'm just waking up and she's like wait you weren't blowing on my feet and i was like i'm like no <laughs> what are you talking so she starts freaking out like i remember we went out to the living room and we had to watch a movie till she you know could calm down and there yeah. was another instance with her where I had just left the room and she said, as soon as I left the room, we had those sliding door closets and there were two sets of them. It was like a fairly big, but kind of skinny closet. Um, so we had the sliding doors open. We had a lot of clothes. She said, as soon as I left the room, every piece of clothing in the entire closet started like shaking back and forth. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, Alexis, Alexis. And I run back in and there was nothing moving. Like it, it just stopped immediately. So that was kind of, and another <sighs> thing about that house, it all happened in that house. And another thing about that house was I would always have extremely detailed, graphic, terrifying dreams. And it was always in that house. And it was for years later after we had already moved that I would have these dreams and it would always be me back in that house. And it was shit like my mom crawling on the walls or I don't know, just like fucked up shit. Or like I was locked in the bathroom and the bathtub was filled with black water and there was some woman trying to get up. But then I couldn't leave the bathroom either because there were monsters on the other side too. So the only thing that in the dream, I would try to make it to my brother's room for some reason. And always in his room, I was completely alone, but there was always static TV on. And that was it. That was the only light in the room was of that. You know, those box TVs Yeah. and they had the static on. Yeah. And that was the only place that looked normal and that was completely free of monsters. And it was, they would get so fucking scary, dude. And I just had to hope that there wasn't a monster block because they would try to block me or stop me from getting in his room because they knew like, and I don't know why that is. I don't know. Maybe it's like, maybe some of my listeners might know, but, or our listeners, but I'm just saying like 
maybe it was like subconsciously I saw him as safe or something or a protector of sorts. I'm not sure. And it's not like we were exactly the closest growing up, but it was just crazy, crazy, crazy dreams. And always, always in that house. And I haven't had them. Thank God for, for years now, but I mean, it happened for a long time. I don't think I've ever had crazy dreams like that. Um, Nothing really scary or, um, uh, you know, nothing like yours. Um, I guess, like, what we could talk about is, I guess, dreams having meanings or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm 100% a believer in in dreams having meanings. Yeah. uh, For sure. And for that time in my life I think with those scary dreams Mm -hmm. I think it was subconsciously you know whatever I was feeling and for whatever reason my brother's room being the safe room per se it had a lot to do with like I don't know uh, like I was saying before like him in some weird way being the protector or I I don't know I don't know it doesn't really make sense to me I don't even know if he knows this <laughs> I mean we weren't well, we, we weren't that close you know we would talk and and I we would hang out more and more like as we grew up for sure and yeah. and now our relationship is really good but I think yeah dreams I definitely think have meaning what are some of your dreams that you think you know might have some meaning um I mean I I remember going to you I think it was like about two years ago um dreams about my mom and stuff like that like I was having a lot of dreams about my mom um which I really don't have much I guess anymore um years ago because she's been gone for um about like eight and a half years now that you know um they were more frequent and um vivid I guess you know what I mean but sometimes it really wasn't good dreams and it was like things like um Thing, like things I didn't like during her like she because she would drink and stuff like that I'll just put it out there because like there's no way around it but that's how like she would appear in my dreams was her doing that you know what I mean and you know things like I did I wanted to forget you know I just wanted to think of like the good things but I just kept dreaming about like her doing that and stuff like that um, but I think for sure that might yeah. be a little bit of uh, your like your trauma coming through in a dream yeah uh um but there's like a specific dream that um I had that I can still remember because I don't remember much of my dreams but right um there was one my mom was actually still you know um on live support in the hospital and stuff like that little did I know like that was gonna be like our last day you know what I mean like things weren't getting better for her and oh yeah um, yeah so you know me my brother and my stepdad we were we would sleep in the waiting room because we didn't really have a vehicle to go back and forth like every day um so we would sleep on like the little couch things and stuff like that and I remember um just a vivid dream of like white doors and it just sounds crazy because it's like something you you would you know see in movies or something like that you know what I mean like it doesn't sound real or people just say it just it doesn't sound crazy I mean no it doesn't sound crazy um but, like, this is, like, the first time I really, 
oh then my uncle um <laughs> but like somebody like um I was you know my like a parent you know what I mean like I was losing and um I guess hers wasn't super unexpected like my uncle's was but you know like I knew you know my uncle was gone and she was gonna pass like who was I gonna have after that um yeah but I remember you know dreaming and um it was her you know trying to come to me and tell me that it was okay to let go you know and it was like white light and everything like like I said like something you would see in a movie and I woke up after that because um you know the janitors were cleaning and stuff like that and that's what woke me up but we like all three of us went to her room you know and the doctors um told us that we you know had to basically like we had to come up with something because you know what they were doing it wasn't helping her you know she you know and uh well I call my stepdad but it was really my mom's boyfriend but he didn't really have you know he didn't have like the rights or anything like Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. to make that decision to take her off life support so um he basically told me I had to make that choice um because I was older than Harry and I was that is so fucked up that you had to make that decision that's an impossible decision that's an impossible decision especially for a child yeah I just um you know he kept telling me like um you know he didn't want me to but like I had to think like you know I think they even said like they couldn't keep her on there much longer anyways because they were giving her blood and you know like nothing you know nothing was working so I made the decision that we had to do that you know I guess this episode is kind of all over the place but not really but um, no I feel like we're doing a pretty good job (laughs) so we had to do that I walked out of the room when they did that because I you know she had like the tubes in her mouth and I just couldn't hear that stuff you know what I mean like I didn't want to see yeah yeah um so yeah then my stepdad you know invited people over um, you know, invited people up there because they were, you know, last time going to be in the hospital and stuff. But I want to give a little shout out if anyone I had beef with, my freaking stepdad's family, whatever. Um, he invited his ex-girlfriend up there that my mom absolutely hated to the hospital after my mom died. <laughs> so if you hear this, I got beef with you to this day for that. What the fuck? Um, you know, but I was so emotional. Like, I like at that time, like I didn't even care. like what was I going to do? Fifteen years old, you know, telling him like you know he was abusive. You know what I mean? Like there was mm-hmm. no way it was not the time. And then I remember yeah. going. We were leaving the hospital. We would go to, we went to the freaking grocery store after that. I'm like, how are we even? doing this right now like we literally just lost you know our main person like our mom you know your girlfriend of 13 years you know what I mean like how in the fuck are we at country mart right now (laughs) buying fucking groceries so that's fucking wild why uh, did he do that did he get you guys snacks or something we did have to get you know some pizzas because you know he wasn't gonna cook my mom was gone you know but mm-hmm. what I was getting at is like little did I know like I had that dream and then a couple hours later you know it you know it was the doctors told us it was time to make a decision I think that so. and you know what's so crazy is I when you say it like that I think it was her way of knowing that you were gonna have to be the one to make that decision right. and to 
allow that to happen and that it's okay that it has to happen yeah um that is so i think crazy. about that all the time that i feel like i overlook her signs um you know what i mean and i feel like that was definitely her trying to say something to me oh absolutely um, i i really believe that yeah yeah so um i don't know if harry's really because you know harry was really really close you know but I don't know if he's really had any signs. Harry's one of those people, he does close off, like, a lot of his, um, you know, grief and emotions and stuff like that. You know, he yeah. doesn't get deep like we do. But um, he definitely um, dealt with, like, I think it a little differently than I did. Because I always was, me and my mom were very close. But Harry's last words, because... The theory I was saying earlier when it came to my uncle, because I remember I was like, Harry was at his friend Chris's house, you know what I mean, <laughs> during the passing of my uncle. Um, Harry was actually on a camping trip for a week the last week my mom was alive. So he wasn't even, he didn't even see her, you know, while she was conscious for days, you know, he went on a camping trip and him and her actually got into an argument and, you know, he said things, I'm, I know he regrets you know, but those were his last words to her, you know, what he said. And, but that's the thing. Harry was at a camping trip with Chris. I'm like, where, so what's going to happen when I die? You're never going to be fucking nowhere to be found. You're going to be at Chris's house or something. No, Stop. you don't have to worry about that. Stuff. I'll be there unless I die first. Yeah. But I'm saying like, y- you be at Chris's house and everyone's just dying. Right. I'm like, come home. Mom's in the hospital. Come home. Our uncle's gone. Like, what the hell is going on? Uh, I mean, it it makes sense for his age. Like, you're you want to be anywhere but at home. Like, it makes sense. Right. And he's he wasn't emotionally equipped to try to deal with something like that. So I don't really blame him for being everywhere but at home because that's like the hardest place to be when you're scared of losing your mother. Number one, and then. Just no idea how to even process any of that. Well, the crazy thing is, he didn't even know mom was going to pass away. You know what I mean? Because, like, when he saw her before he went on that week-long camping trip, she was, what, you know, my 15-year-old mind, healthy. She was fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when he went on that camping trip, like, it was crazy. Her health just started to decline so rapidly. Yeah. And oh, my gosh. Crazy. Like, just thinking about like how like that week of her going through what she did traumatizing and there's a whole other episode but yeah yeah so my conspiracy is freaking harry needs to stop going over there um because i mean look what happens uh (laughs) bad things happen at chris's house yeah and you don't need to go over there anyways wink wink right 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 so (laughs) i actually think you know what i i actually that dream and then the events that followed after that Mm -hmm. you i don't think you would have been able to make that decision had that dream not happened i i really think that yeah because it was almost it's almost like your young self kind of knew that it was a sign. That's why you woke up. That's why you wanted to go to her room and see her. Mm-hmm. Like that is so beautiful and poetic. I I know it sounds so corny, but like 
It is, it, you know, a lot it's of people so great like that because maybe a lot of people won't believe them if you know they had dreams like that and you know then the events followed through with that or whatever you know, but but it, it, it is, couldn't be more of a coincidence. Like right. it, 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 it isn't a coincidence. I don't know if I said that wrong, but it is just it's it fits too close together. It's just it makes sense. It makes sense. It's like her permission. Because yeah. you wouldn't have known what she wanted. I think before she knew that dream. I was going to hold me out of all people were going to hold on as long as I could until the doctors were going to have to do something themselves. Um, yeah, like I think that's why she told me like it was you know it was time and it was okay and stuff like that. You know, like I yeah, like you said, like having her permission because I think if I didn't have that dream, I don't think I would have been able to let go at least that day. Well, I think, and also, you would have probably lived, and I don't know if you still do or if you says so, but I feel like it lessened the guilt Yeah, of having yeah. to make that decision. And the crazy thing is, I, I didn't feel guilt, you know, just because, you know, with that dream, and, you know, I was there the entire time she was at the hospital, you know what I mean? Like, I knew the doctors did... Um, everything they could like there was nothing anyone could do you know what I mean and you know my stepdad said like we didn't want her to suffer even though she couldn't feel you know anything you know what I mean but you know she was just there you know what I mean so yeah so I don't think I now that you bring it up I don't think I ever really felt guilt because I think like I knew you know like she said it was her time did you cut out no did you hear me no i did you cut out for a second go ahead and say that again you didn't feel guilt because why i didn't feel guilt because like you know like you said that she gave me that permission you know what i mean to yeah let go and you know stuff like that so amazing our our minds are our our souls are and what they're capable of and uh it's just so oh my gosh you hear it does and you're like wait a minute (laughs) that shit's crazy good crazy i'm i believe you know i believe in mediums you know i believe in dreams have meanings and they're trying to tell you you know people can try to reach out to you in your dreams you know people that have passed and, yes know, um I, I i believe that too i actually um i also says you sometimes are cutting out mm-hmm. so look into that okay <laughs> maybe sitting back kind of just like this but am i good well i don't know keep talking for a second uh blah, 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 yeah blah. yeah actually that sounds good that sounds good okay okay maybe um, that was kind of too far maybe yeah um so one of my experience i actually had two separate dreams of my dad so the thing is is no memory of him right mm-hmm. but ever since i found out that he I don't know, like, I kind of realized, like, oh, wait, I 
this other person that created me is like forever gone. That's crazy. Um, but I, I remember I was going through like a teenage oh, shit show basically. And, um, preteen, I should say. And I was just so lost and so sad and like just angry, really. And I, I wanted to know him so bad. And I, I've never heard his voice except for one time. My, my grandma had found an old home video that was on a, she made DVDs on it and sent it to us. And I heard just for like a second, um, his voice for the first time. But then like later I had a dream cause I was just, you know, I feel like also dreams, it's what you, it, it's your mind. It's what mm -hmm. you make. And I felt like because I wanted it so much, it manifested, but I don't think that it was the real thing. Like, I don't think it was a visit. You know what I yeah. mean? I think it was just my, my constant, just please, please, something happened. Please let me dream. Just have, I don't know, something, anything. I want my own memory, right? And, right. but I, and, and it happened twice, but I don't think that both of those times, I didn't feel, when I think back, genuine. It felt like the yearnings of a 14 year old, you know, like, <laughs> like, please. And, and to be honest, for a long time, I think if we want to move into closure, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I'm working on it, but I'm not a hundred percent there. I'm very close. I'm very close to being there, but I feel like I've had a lot of abandonment issues, daddy issues, bleh, bleh, right? Gross shit. And uh, like feelings like, ew. And so it just, it's taking me a long time to just let things go. And that's something I really need to do is just let it go. Accept that this is the reality. You, you don't get to know them and that's okay. You don't yeah. have to beat yourself up over it. And, um, and, and I, I'm, I feel like I'm very close. Like I can talk about it now and not burst into tears about what could have been mm -hmm. it just wasted so much of my tears and of my emotions it exhausted me and I was talking to um a friend of mine and she's just like you have to you have to let it go he's he'll be around but you're wanting it too much so it's not happening and that's exactly what it is. Like if, if you just, if you want something like a sign or something, stop looking for it. And when you stop looking for it, it will happen. Yeah. It just will. And I'm, I feel like I've got, I've gotten a lot closer to the healing that I need. And it, I f it feels almost embarrassing <laughs> that I'm not there yet. I mean, how are, I, how am I, really I sitting don't. here? missing somebody so. that I don't even know because I think it's the feeling of you know it's a parent you know what I mean it's not you know just some person you know it's a parent that you never really got to know so many unanswered questions and so many things that you go through in your life maybe that you know what I mean um but 
it it took me a very long time with closure. You know what I mean? Me and you have like two different. Oh yeah, I feel like with our parents. You know, like my mom passed when I was basically sixteen, and you know, you lost your dad when you were a toddler. You know what I mean? But I think no matter what, closure is like. I don't know. It takes a very long time, and uh, I don't. Maybe I do have the closure when I talk to the medium. You know what I mean? That maybe that was a closure. Yeah needed when she reassured me about certain things I always questioned and you know stuff like that so maybe that was my closure um I am at that point where I can talk about her and you know I I won't cry I mean there I think there are certain things because I feel like it's always good to talk about yeah it's always good to talk about it and that's why I always tell people like you more you talk about it I think it easier it gets um, because if you keep holding it in and stuff like that, and then you finally tell someone, then it's like emotional, you know what I mean? And you start crying and, um, yeah, and I think another thing that I just thought about is, um, it's so hard not to compare. Like, yeah, I know that you would never, ever judge me for my own hurt because we're always yeah. on the same page. But, and I think about, I'm like, I'm missing somebody I don't even know, and you lost somebody in a very traumatic way, but you found closure, and I'm still not there yet. And I think a lot of people can relate to this, because there are other situations where you're constantly comparing how hard your life is to another person's hardships, and that's just not fair. Hurt is hurt, and I, and I still struggle with it myself. It's like, man... <laughs> you didn't have it near as bad or, and I didn't have it near as bad you know, as per se you. Think, I always think like when it comes to people's trauma, you know, I don't like when people say, Oh, well I had it worse or at least you didn't have it this way. You know what I mean? Like, and they actually mean it because you know what, in a way trauma is trauma, you know, and things affect people every, you know, affect people differently. You know what I mean? And for sure, and, for sure. You know, probably trauma like things that traumatized me probably wouldn't have you and vice versa and stuff like that. And so I don't I would never judge you for ever like grieving your dad, even if you didn't know him or you know, or don't have that closure with him yet of being gone. Like I would never judge someone about that because you know what? Knowing them or not, like losing a parent sucks. You know what I mean? And um Oh yeah. I think that's like the worst thing, you know what I mean? Um losing a parent you know what I mean regardless if you knew them or not I think maybe even it's worse you know because like the things you wish you know you knew and always having some type of memories with them you know what I mean that right you right mm-hmm. that yeah I think that alone is sad it's just torture but uh, you know and but for our listeners like don't be that person who just tries to one-up on the trauma yeah, scene don't, okay don't you know how hard it is for some people to open up and for you to just be like well it's not as bad as this when I was this age that, that, that like it's that's so cruel and it shuts people down immediately and what do you even gain from that hurt is hurt is hurt it doesn't matter what <laughs> what that means right to you that person is hurt so it's valid yeah. Just be fucking nice. Uh, my God. Kindness <laughs> no, I mean, is free is what people say. And I know people love free things. Yeah, that's true. But 
while we're on the topic of, I guess, grieving parents, you know, um, because, you know, I don't have, you know, my, I have a good relationship with my dad now. Not many people know, but, um, you know, my dad lives in California, but, and I lost my mom and I don't even have communication or relationship with my stepdad anymore. You know, my mom's boyfriend of 13 years, you know, he basically raised us, but I don't talk to him anymore for many, many reasons. I grew up, realized the stuff that he put, not just me, but mostly my brother through, um, and I don't think he really changed, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And having my own kids, I guess. But I want to talk about, because I feel like it's not enough for a full episode, but I guess jealousy and maybe when it comes to people having their parents. You know and- what? I'm thinking we should just make this a longer episode. I yeah. love everything we talked about so far. So let's just keep it going. I think let's keep the length. If people yeah. want to listen, they'll listen. Um. I guess, you know, jealousy, I guess, um, you know, me not being around my, you know, my dad, you know, cause he lives in California and my family that all my family that lives up there, I guess the jealousy of, especially around the holidays of people having, you know, people that still have their mom, you know, or uh, people yes. that, have, that are with their, even if they just have a dad, you know, but have a great relationship with him and he's here, you know, physically, you know, um, or, you know, people that have like these big families and, you know, that are around them, you know what I mean? So I think me, oh, absolutely like, jealousy, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people don't want to admit when it like, je- like jealousy ever, but I guess mine is with people that have me personally have their mom still, you know what I mean? Like, I don't hate them, but it's like, it sucks. You know what I mean? People are like, oh, yeah. my or if something happens, I can just always go to my mom's or my parents or you yeah, know whatever. absolutely. Like, you know, I, I feel like, yes, I do have Patrick's mom, like, you know what I mean? And I, of course, look at her like, you know, a second mom, of course. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, if you, you do look at it, it's my husband's mom. You know what I mean? And, right. you know, I want, you know, I also want my mom. And it sucks that I don't. So, like, it's jealousy there that people get you know even have both parents like what the fuck yo that's a that's a real one let me tell you yes i i have a hundred percent felt that and with many of my friends that i would be over at their house 24 7 i just loved being a part of their family because they always treated me like their kid so it was like ah it's it's healthy it's loving and it's no this is no diss to my own mother my mother is wonderful and you know like but I always wanted to be at other friends house because you know they were different they had a complete family I wasn't lost while I was there you know having a complete family and like you said like no diss to our family members because I love my dad and I love you know, my family out there, you know, of course I love Patrick's mom, you know what I mean? But it's like, I don't know how to describe it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I it want, is a tough thing to describe for it's, sure. It's tough because like, you don't want people to get offended, even though you're saying you're not trying to be offensive, but people still, <laughs> still can get I know. offended. I but know. like, my love for them isn't any different, but like, I still would want my mom, you know what I mean? Like someone like that will always be here. 
that like I don't have to worry about you know changing sides like oh you know what I mean like my mom I won't think... be here or you know even a big ass family here like it's just me and my brothers here and they're scattered <laughs> <laughs> I think what it was if I really think about it it was just we got to step outside of our lives and be a part of something that was different and that felt full and nothing was missing from their family. And of course we were children, so we don't really know what their problems were and the family, which we know all families have, but it was just like, they, they did stuff together. They went out, they had parties. We were a part of it and we were a part of their family too. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like our home life was terrible, but it was just different and it felt different. It felt good. And that's all you're looking for when your kid is like, I want to feel one, like I belong. And two, I want to feel good about myself and have fun and laugh hard. And it's when you're over at friend's house, I have both parents and, and, and that's not every situation because sometimes like it's just different. But I think for our experience, seeing, seeing and being a part of, a complete family is just different and we wanted to be a part of it yeah I mean I felt like I always wanted to touch on that um topic of jealousy and you know wanting so badly to have a family and yeah um, you know have your family and stuff like that so but And I think we can go deeper with jealousy in a separate episode because that takes obviously many forms, but this is just relating to, (laughs) relating to this, um, with closure, I guess, because now we have those families that we always visited. Did you realize that? I just, I just did right now. We, we are those families now. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That is so, that gave me, like, a warm feeling. But I am warm. Well, back in 2012, if you look at my Facebook, I made this Facebook post. Um, It says, friendship is like peeing your pants. Um, Is that it? Everyone can see it, but not everyone can feel the warmth. But everyone can smell it. So what if we <laughs> if we were if our friendship were a smell, what smell for our listeners do you think Breath, our smell would be? Grass. I would say fresh linen, but maybe good. it's more like Picture this with me. Scenery. Huh? You wake up summertime, freaking seven AM, whatever. Okay, school's out. You're in high school. You know how it was for us in high school, having the best time of our life. Um, oh yeah. You wake up. You got you know get ready, and you freaking just like open your windows, open your door. You know you're about to head out. Fresh cut grass. You're smelling it. Beautiful day. Ah, kind of warm, fun. not too hot, and you have a great day plan. Going to Six Flags, going to chill at the pool, whatever. Okay? Oh my gosh, I that, love that. That's what I think about us. Let me tell you something about. That's beautiful. I love that. <laughs> That's how I would picture it. Because that's actually like my favorite time ever. You yeah. 
So. Oh my gosh. Uh, I think, I think that's a beautiful note to end this um, thank you. podcast. So thank you all for joining us. If you did, I, we're going to keep the length. You know what? It's going to be an hour long because I really think that everything we talked about was, we touched. it, it felt good. A lot of good things. Yeah. Lots of good things. And um, again, to all of our listeners, we just checked the count today. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. We did uh, not expect anything to come like this. uh, But we were for real when we said you guys should totally like write in to our email. um, Yes, please. We want to hear your stories. Um, If you want to be on the podcast, if you know what, be for real. You got to fucking be for someone. Yeah, write in. Um, We will keep you anonymous if you want to, but it's just get your stories out there because they deserve to be heard. And we're eager to read them because we love also other people's perspective on things and how they felt in certain situations because it'll be totally different from what we felt. Or maybe it'll be exactly the same and we'll completely relate. Or just let us know things you guys want us to talk about or... And criticism, criticism as well. We love criticism. We tried to we tried to learn from it and take it into account as well. Yeah. Um. With that being said, love you, sis. Love you, sis.